3HL, 104.5, the zone, 4 o'clock hour begins. Coach Matt coming up in about 15 minutes. Stay tuned for that. Titans-Falcons coming up on Friday. You can catch all the action right here on 104.5, the zone. Kickoff set for 6 o'clock. I think we are going to take over our end of the Titans broadcast at 4 o'clock, and then Mike Keith and the crew at 5. Uh, more on that as we get closer. Titans-Falcons. I took the Falcons. I, I, I ain't going to lie. Guess who else did? You did too? Yep. Don, where are you on this deal? Why'd y'all take the Falcons? Because I, I feel is I, I feel is with Arthur Smith playing his former team, he doesn't want to lose to them. I don't care if it is a preseason game. And like Brent just said off air, I don't think we really care about it. Like, you know, it's just to get some work in for the younger guys to see what they can offer. See who see who more so special teams is gonna um be be etched in stone for us. So I think uh, I, I think Mike Vrabel knows what he has with a lot of these of these guys, especially on the offensive side of the football. <clears throat> I think Art Smith, as a new football coach, wants to kind of put his identity out there and maybe uh, let those starters run a little bit. Uh, so we'll see. Plus, you called us homers yesterday. That's mm-hmm. the other reason. <laughs> I, did <call> <laughs> I did call you a bunch of homerific yes, guys, did. didn't I? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I well, I, I think the Titans backups are better than the Falcons backups. So I'm going Titans. There you go. Oh, wow. Don Davenport on record. Uh, appreciate all the tweets coming in. Uh, but we were talking about mental health and sports and how it kind of intercedes and and maybe more on the mental health side of things, uh, just in general. Um, and we had no design to go that direction today. And, and when slave brought it up, it just felt like it, it, we needed to go down that direction for whatever reason. So, uh, you know, when that path presents itself, you just, you just take it. And we appreciate you guys participating. A lot of people being really honest about the things that they've been dealing with. Um, and you know, that's, that's part of what we're here for, uh, to, to listen. 615-737-1045. Scott joins us next on 3HL. Hey, Scott, what's up? What's up, everybody? How are you, man? Good. So I just wanted to share, you know, you'd mentioned earlier, Brent, you know, and Dawn, too, about the participation trophy. So yeah, uh, if you just give me a, give me a second here, yep. uh, I'll tell you a quick story, and it ties into a proud dad moment. I'm going to okay. brag a little bit. Go but, for it. Uh, I used to coach my sons in baseball, and when they were younger, it was rec baseball. And one of the first years they were playing, I had a parent meeting like everybody always does, first time of the year, and I told all the parents, I said, we weren't, and the kids were there, I said, we're not going to have any participation trophies. And I had a couple of parents look at me like I grew a horn, and they were like, <laughs> we're not going to get a trophy? And I said, no, no, we'll, we'll get one if we win. I said, but we're not, gonna, we're not handing out trophies unless we win. And so a few years later, I'm coaching travel ball, and um, I think my younger son was maybe 12 at the time. We're in a 36-team tournament over in Murfreesboro. We take second place. Not bad for 36 teams, right? I Had a runner-up keep, trophy. I might, I might keep the runner-up on a 36-team tournament, depending on uh, who well, the teams are. <laughs> and yeah, and, that's, and, and we were in the gold bracket. You know, yeah. So it was, it was good. Very, very good showing. Lots of teams from Kentucky and whatnot. So we're on our way home. We're coming. I live in Spring Hill. We're coming down. 840 and my son and his best friend uh who i coached to they were in the back seat and i'm driving along and the radio's on and my son says dad i said yeah and he goes can i throw this trophy out the window <laughs> and i was like well, that that's not a bad trophy son i mean it's running up pretty 16 he's like yeah we didn't win though and his buddy looks at me and goes yeah mr scott can i throw mine out the window too <laughs> so 
uh, that was a proud dad moment for me because that, that had yeah, been bro. like five years later, and I That's I was I at least thought I was doing something halfway right, raising them to understand that you know it's not the kids that want to participate, parents that 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 kind of inundate them with that at a young age, and uh, I just I never agree with it. My dad was a coach, and uh, you know hopefully there's still some kids out there that realize the value of putting in the work and and winning and losing from. Or learning from when you lose. So that's right. just wanted to share that. Thank you, Scott. Appreciate Thanks for sharing it. it, man. That's that's one of I the, love it. That's one of the baseline <laughs> reasons for you sports, man. Learn Sign how to Babs up. Yeah, learn how to fail. Learn how to yeah. fail. I, I want them to learn how to fail when they're kids and not when they get in the job market. Right. You know? Right. Mm-hmm. Because you're going to fail in the job market. I don't care who you are. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. It'll happen. It's just, does it happen in front of a ton of people or does it mm-hmm. happen, you know, small? Yep. Yep. And then when, when you're going, when, even when you're going to apply, <laughs> you might not even get the job. You Heck might yeah. be going to yep. apply. You're going to get the oh, door slammed in your face. Like man, that. what? What are you talking about, man? The, the chef stories, and I know my stories may not even compare to you guys because it's been in it longer, but just the stories that I have from, Trying to get to where I am right now is crazy. So I mean, you, you never know, man. You just got to be able to have that resiliency to to Keep bounce fighting. back. Keep That's grinding. It. That's it, man. That is it. Do what you do. Be the best at it. The best you can be. Uh, here's an example. Um, I saw this yesterday from um, Brian Dayball, um, oh, who is yeah. who is with the Buffalo Bills, and uh, the story goes like this: an example of how the coaches are delivering. Uh, the message of unity within the team and, and, you know, um, we can fight through anything, that kind of thing. Offensive coordinator Brian Dayball in a meeting early in camp asked every offensive player and coach to stand up. If you're a coach and you've ever been fired, sit down, Dayball said. Every coach in the room sat down. Every single one of them. Okay, Dayball continued. If you're a player and you've been cut or traded, sit down. A large group of the players sat down. If you weren't picked in the first round, first round, sit down, Dayball said. And suddenly the only person in the room still standing was Josh Allen, the quarterback. The only other first rounder on Buffalo's offense is backup quarterback Mitchell Trubisky, who sat down with the cut or traded group, even though he technically wasn't cut nor traded by the Bears. He just was not re-signed and let go. Well, Josh, that's basically cut. Yeah. Josh, Dayball said, how many scholarship offers did you get out of high school? Allen replied, none. Dayball said, all right, let's all remember where we came from. I love that message. 615-737-1045, always the number. Coach Matt coming up next. Uh, Titans hit the field the day after tomorrow. We'll join. Uh, we'll be joined by Coach Matt next on 104.5 The Zone. Tara on Twitter. If you want to hit us on Twitter, we'd love to uh, interact with you that way. Follow us at 3HL1045. Tara writes, as someone who has dealt with depression, it's no joke. Call a friend. Call a parent. Don't be ashamed. It's okay. Again, the uh, National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, 800-273-8255. Get health. Get help. Mental health, just like physical health. Mm Mm-hmm. Get, get set straight, 800-273-8255. Um, we appreciate you being with us. Coach Mack joins us now. Coach Mack, Titans uh, hit the field the day after tomorrow. I love being able to say that. 
Absolutely, Brent. Great being on with you guys. Hi, hi, Don. Hey, Don, tell Hadley that was a tremendous birthday song she sang me. I love that. <laughs> that was really good. Hey, Ron, I, look, I'm right. still at practice. I just walked off the practice field to, to, to get on with you guys. Uh, it's a little toasty out here today, guys. <laughs> it's just a tad, tad toasty out here. But, yeah, they're going through, they're going through their pregame uh, stuff right now, and then uh, they're going through situational practice. Uh, and I'm with you, Brent. I'm looking forward to it, uh, just seeing. And most of these young players, that's who I want to see, you know, against the Falcons. I'm really looking forward to seeing them against somebody in a different colored jersey. Is it West Texas hot out there, Coach Mack? <laughs> no, this is East Texas breathing mayonnaise hot. I mean, I mean, this it's a bit humid out here. I mean, you can you can feel it just standing there. <laughs> yeah, my fifth grader's uh, scrimmage got pushed back uh, an hour because of the heat. The heat index is like at 102 or something. Um, so, yeah. Uh, you know, hey, look, heat, heat, is, heat is real, and I've lived in a lot of places where you really, had to, you really had to take it into account. The place, though, for heat is all those years I was in Phoenix, and don't let anybody ever tell you, oh, it's a dry heat. Let me tell you, I've been out there when they've shut down when they shut down Sky Harbor Airport because the planes were sinking into the tarmac. That's hot. Golly. <laughs> that's scorching right there, Coach Mack. Coach Mack no, joins us. You. Presented by <laughs> oh. Farm Bureau Health Plans. Yeah, you're right, Don. No, thank you. Need great health care <laughs> coverage at an affordable price. Let Farm Bureau Health Plans coach you through it. They've been protecting Tennesseans since 1947. All right, uh, let's start at quarterback. Um, can, Matt right? Bar- can Matt Barkley push Logan Woodside for that backup quarterback role? I think he can for this reason. He's done it in this league. You know what I'm saying? Now, look, they, they, they clearly like Logan Woodside, but Logan Woodside still, you know, needs to continue. I think it's I, – I will say this. I think it's more competition for him than Kaiser was. How's that? And, and, and to me, just looking at it, uh, you know, anytime you've got a quarterback, and quarterbacks kind of orbit around this league, uh, sometimes in the backup role, a lot like kickers do, and guys that have been in it a while, there's a lot to be said, you know, for, for experience in this league. And, some, and so my answer to your question, I think, it's more, I think it's more competition than what he had well, when Deshaun Kaiser was here. I'm excited to see what they can get out of Darrington Evans um, as uh, as a running back, but also potentially as a kick returner. He's listed as the kick returner in the first official uh, depth chart. Um, that that's a guy that has a lot of uh, a lot of uh, tools in the belt, so to speak. Right? No, he's got some. He's got no. You're right. I mean, he's got some real juju to him. He really does. I mean, that guy's got one step, make you miss. He's got quickness. Yeah. Uh, he got, he's got really nice hands. He's a natural catcher of the football. I, I don't want to see him a lot on kickoff returns because I hope that uh, people aren't kicking off to us unless it's the beginning of the half or beginning <laughs> of the game because that means they're scoring on us. But I, I, do, I, I, I am interested to see him in this offense. Now, guys, going into this game, and I will tell you, you guys know this, and this is for our listeners and, and, and our listeners, you know, on 104.5 know that I will always, you know, shoot straight with them. This is going to be very basic, this first ball game, because you're going to see a lot of young guys playing. And what you don't want your young players playing, especially in their first time in the National Football League, is having to think about a lot of things. But I want to see him. I really want to see him on offense. I'm looking forward to that. 
Coach you, Mack joins us, presented by Farm Bureau Health Plans. You're looking looking forward to that, Coach, and I'm looking forward to just seeing, because I, I know everybody's not going to be out there, but seeing a glimpse of this secondary, because over the past couple of days we've been hearing a lot about interceptions and things like that. I want to see, is it just guys really, really competing at a very high level with a chip on their shoulder, knowing that we're not going to see um, the, the, the ones out there, but we will get a good feel for Guys that, that have been out there practicing making picks. Yeah, well, Christian Fulton's you know is, is good, you know you know needs to you know needs to step up and play in this. Mm-hmm. This this game experience for him is huge. And and Ron, I don't you know. And again, as I say, I don't I don't just say things to say things, but I know what I see after having watched you know a, about two hundred thousand practices in my career is that this group they've got they've got more foot speed in the secondary and they're and they and they are they are much more talkative and and that's that's extremely important because they've got to be talking you've got to be the best defenses i've been around have been the loudest defenses when they're all talking to each other and they're all they're all you know you, you've got to be vocal because because of this if you're quiet then it tells me that they're just trying to be too perfect and I've always told my defensive players this, and it's the truth. If the, a, a slow, correct decision on defense in the National Football League is wrong. Right. I mean, it's just wrong because it, you've got to be going. So get on the same page, talk about it, and at least go fast. And if you're all going fast on the same, on the same track, then you've got a chance for something good to happen to you. But you've got to communicate. This group is talking a lot. And they, they've got more foot speed. I mean, I, I can tell you that. Love it. Yeah, communication was an issue last year, uh, obviously, well-documented. Um, it, it's interesting because Jackrabbit Jenkins is a guy uh, that when, when you think about and Ron keeps talking about this, like you need dogs out there, right? Like, and, and that guy uh, has been described as, as, as just that. Uh, from a communication standpoint, what, what do you see at, at the slot corner position and – uh, do you, is is that where you need like maybe the most vocal guy because he can communicate with just about every level of the defense? Well, not really because I mean your slot player your slot player is a guy that that is going to be in a lot of different type of match situations depending on what your opponent is doing as far as splits and depending on who they put in there and plus depending on how much you're deploying zone pressures because your slot your slot player is a zone pressure guy yeah. but he's also got to be able to be a to be a man guy now where where he comes where his communication comes in with Brent and it's it's a good question for this reason Normally your slot player, especially if you're going to be involved against altered personnel and people are going to give you those nine ball uh, stacks, those two man and three man stacks, then he's got to be involved, you know, a lot of what you're doing. And most of the time he is going to be the point man on what's going on unless they put a tight end on the point man and then you're going to match a safety down there and then let your slot in your corner be able to play the zebra or the banjo off of the other two moves and lock, and lock your safety on the point. That's where the communication comes in. But the slot players, even more so than communication, they have got to be really good with uh, bird rabbit or run pass keys because they are part of the run front playing the slot in the National Football League, even in altered personnel, because a lot of people are playing altered personnel, you know, 11 personnel, three wides, one tight, one back, on first down. So that's where the communication comes in. So uh, Friday, uh, are are you intrigued by watching Chris Jackson and Elijah Molden potentially in that slot role? Yeah, I mean any of the young players. I mean, I just I, I want to watch him because here's here's what's important. It's important 
whoever the young players are that are out there playing, this is a whole look. They are they are going to be there. There's going to be there's going to be butterflies in their stomach because you know, even I don't care where they play. They've never played the National Football League, and and they know that everything they do is highly scrutinized. So I'm looking forward to watching you know a lot of them play. I'm looking forward to watching Monty Rice play because I'll tell you what, just watching them out here when they put pads on and they went to those call it sessions. Which means, you know, you got offense on one sideline, defense on the other, and then the, the coordinators are just calling it like they would call it in a game without any script. I mean, when he recognizes run, I mean, he's got some, he's got some thump to him. And, and, and I mean, he comes downhill. I mean, he's ready to, he, he's ready to stick his head in the fan. And so I'm really interested to watch him play. Coach Mack, let me ask you this. All right. What has this, what? <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh. All right, Ron. Better be good. Bring it, Ron. Tony. (laughs) Hey, Coach Mack, so what we didn't get to see last year, as far as training camp and and, and preseason games, what does this exactly mean to the guys that are getting this opportunity that are right there on the fence, and how excited are they leading into a game like uh, this first preseason game on Friday? Ron, it means everything. Because last year, I mean, you were basically as a coach. I mean, you 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 were doing it was a lot of guesswork. I mean, right. it means everything for these for these young guys because they are going to get a chance. They're, they're going to get a real chance. And with with three preseason games, the way that it's it, it's programmed in this year, you know, everybody's going to get a bye week before the first week because you got two weeks before your first game. So it's going to be very interesting how head coaches across the league distribute these reps in these three preseason games. But these young guys. I mean, look, if I'm standing up there in front of a bunch of rookies right now or, first, or guys that are going to get a chance, I'm going to tell them you could not have a better situation mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. This is the best situation ever because these, these coaches and, and this, this front office and these, this scouting department, they want to see you. They're not going to the game just because, you know, they, they like going to the game. Okay. They were coming to see you. So get ready to do your thing to make, give you a chance to stay. I love that, Coach Mack, because I, I don't want that to be lost in the sight of just thinking that this no. is another game. Now, this is your, your this, you filled your application out in practice. Now you, now you turning it in right here on Friday. So, yeah, yeah, and that's a hundred percent right. And so, you know, I look, and, and I know all the thing about you know preseason and people. That, I mean, I, I told I was on a, a text chain during. I watched every snap of the Hall of Fame game because you know I. I, I I, you know, I, I, I study it when I watch it. I don't just watch to watch. And, and it's the same thing with these preseason games because there's a lot riding on these preseason games for these people involved. Yeah. And so, you know, you know, when you, I don't, I don't, you know, I just dismiss people that say, well, these games aren't important. Tell that to some of these kids that are trying to, to live out a dream. Tell them it's not important. Coach Mag with us presented by Farm Bureau Health Plans. Coach, uh, how much will it help Shane Bowen as defensive coordinator to not have a position group to coach in addition to those responsibilities? A lot. Yeah. Absolutely a lot. I mean, you can see. I mean, you heard him. He, he said it. And it's important, you know. Look, it's, look. I was a first-year coordinator at one time, you know, in, in my career. And I did. I mean, it's important to be able to go and sit in all the rooms. I mean, you know, first of all, you bring your, your, your staff together and you go all off-season planning, and here's how we're going to do it. But to go sit in the rooms and, and watch how it's coached and watch how it's taught and watch how the players are uh, receiving it and then pipe in in those meeting rooms, 
you know, individual meeting rooms. And then when you've got them collectively together, then you've got a common ground to talk about of things that, you know, of how it's being taught and what's going on. And look, the, the, the best that I like going around was getting ideas in those meeting rooms and then present it to the group saying, look, you know, yesterday when I was in the secondary room, we talked about working it with this front. They thought the bogey might be better for this front about, you know, what do we think about this? All of those things are important. And then the fact that he can concentrate on the group instead of just having to zero in on a position and then, and then go try to collect the group, you know, every now and then it's big. I think it's very important. How does Danico Autry uh, affect things up front? Can, it, it, how flexible can he be? Can you can you move him around depending yes. on down and distance? Yes, yes. And here's the other thing about Danico Autry. Danico Autry plays football. He's he plays football angry. He's an angry dude when he plays, which is what I like. I mean, I look on a football field, especially those big dudes down there with their hand in the dirt. I like angry, violent dudes down there, and that's what and that's what he is. And plus, he's an experienced guy. But your question as far as to his versatility, that is a huge, huge plus for him. Uh, and that's going to be very big in, in, in what they try to do defensively week to week to week. Uh, I, I, loved, I loved the acquisition of Danico Autry. And one of the big reasons was, other than, being, other than being angry and violent, one of the other big reasons was is he is very versatile, just what you brought up. That's my favorite. Tier Tart is uh... – Ramon Foster's favorite player, um, and, and Rhett Bryan keeps telling us he, he's dropped 4% body fat, which is an unbelievable thing. This is a guy who wants to be as good a player as he can be. His role at nose tackle, maybe you don't see him in the box score, uh, but very, very important role, very, very vital guy. Well, I mean, first of all, you know, I mean, Ron Slay's a big man, right? Look, yes, 4% off of a big dude, that's a lot. <laughs> I mean, you take 4%, you, you know what I'm saying? I mean, seriously, and he had to work at it, but he came to Frank Perino at the end of the season and, and Mike Vrabel and said, look, I, I, need, you know, I need a program. Let, let, you know, and they were willing, they always have programs for everybody, but he went and said, because look, the guy's never had one, right? He's never had one. He's just been a big dude, a big body that likes to play. But all of a sudden now, he's finding some quickness yep. because he's, 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 he's in shape. He's, he's leaned up as much as you can lean up when you're three bills plus. And, and so, to me, that's very, very important. Plus, look, the guys love him because he plays so hard. And I tell you what, people may not notice it. I tell you who does notice it is those people playing, standing behind him, playing behind him. They notice it a lot. Well, and that that's another place where I'm going to be anxious. I, I want to see Derek Roberson. I want to see John Simon. I want to see, as you mentioned, Monty Rice. You, you said he was a thumper. I'm anxious to see him. What about David Long? How much did last year's extended reps and starts help him in his development? Immensely. I was impressed with David Long, what he was able to do last year, you know, just you know, coming in when he had to. Look, the hardest thing to be in the National Football League is the backup. Because you, at any time, you've got to be prepared like a starter without starter reps, yeah. all right? And you've got to be as on point with the game plan as any starter. And plus, you know, most of those guys with numbers, they're, they're, they're core special teams guys. I was very impressed with him last year as to what he was able to do. And, and all of that time, see, all of that time that he got, that's what these young guys have never gotten any of it. Mm-hmm. That's what they're trying to get right now. But he got it in real time. I mean, he got it in the real world. And so, to me, I, I think it was major for him, Brent, major. 
Another guy that everybody's talking about real quick on the way out um, is uh, Marcus Johnson at wide receiver. What have you seen with him? Uh, he, he, he apparently, according to the coaching staff and the offensive coordinator said it, has made the most of his opportunities with the ones. Yeah, I liked him last year when they brought him in here late. You see him at practice. Look, there's one thing. I'm not very smart, but here's one thing I can tell really f- quick. If somebody's fast, okay? I mean, you can tell if somebody's fast. And he's NFL fast, but look, this guy's been in the league five, five, five seasons. He's bounced around teams, and but with all that bounce around, I mean, you can't manufacture the experience. And plus, when you've bounced around a while, and now you finally find a place that you think I might be able to make a mark here, then you, you, you really set your hooks into it, and that's what he's done. He's done everything he can to to put himself at the forefront at, as far as to what it would be to be in that wide receiver mix. I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing him, but again. A veteran player, a veteran player uh, that is finally getting Some guys move around a little bit before they find that sweet spot, you know, that they fit into. There he is. He's Coach Mag live at practice on the Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline. Thank you, Coach. Appreciate it. Well, thank you very much. Again, as I said, you mentioned Farm Bureau Heplands, Randy Wilmore. No better people than Farm Bureau, I promise you. Guys, you guys are the best. See you again. Don, please tell Hadley I love the birthday song. <laughs> well, thanks, Coach Mack. Happy birthday. See you guys. Yep, Coach Mack with See the birthday uh, over the weekend. Farm Bureau Health Plans, any great health care coverage at an affordable price. Let Farm Bureau Health Plans coach you through it. They've been protecting Tennesseans since 1947. When we come back, we'll visit with DJ Shockley, uh, Don's buddy down in Atlanta. Played uh, in the league, played for the Georgia Bulldogs. He'll be on the broadcast uh, team for Titans-Falcons in Atlanta. We'll talk about uh, the Falcons with DJ Shockley next on 104.5 The Zone. Roll out. 3HL, 104.5 The Zone. Parade Doherty, Don Davenport, Ron Slay. Yay, yay. Titans-Falcons coming up on Friday. Let's get a little Falcons update. DJ Shockley, our buddy down in Atlanta, joins us now with Fox 5 Atlanta Sports, also uh, the Falcons broadcast team. DJ, what's up, man? How are you? Performing. So, you know, I, I appreciate y'all being real responsive to the guy that's home. <laughs> oh, no no problem at all, man. Um, so h- how do you think the Falcons are going to take this this first preseason game? We'll... we'll Will we see a lot of starters in this thing? Man, you know what? That's good. That's an interesting question because, man, I think all 32 teams are trying to figure out what's best for their team. And then a lot of coaches similar to – or a lot of teams similar to how the Falcons are have new head coaches or they have new players in different spots and they want to see what they're like in game action. To be honest, man, I have no idea because they've done so much stuff in practice. I've been at the training camp for the last, you know, week and a half, and, you know, they've been working through – uh, all the different combinations with Matt, with the defense, with Coach Pease, and, you know, trying to figure out the best combinations up front with the old line. And I think you got so many young guys. I think you want to see those guys in game action. Now, whether you see Matt for maybe a series, I think you may will simply because, you know, they want to see him in this office Smith system run it, you know, without coaches on the field, without it being practiced, and see how he jails with, you know, a young Kyle Pitts or, you know, even up front they got a couple young guys they want to see on the offensive line. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see, man. I think all 32 teams are going to do something different. Uh, they're all going to try to figure out what's best for their team. But I don't think anybody knows right now really what's going to happen with any of these teams 
uh, once they get in the preseason with only three games. I love to talk about backup quarterbacks, DJ. So where where are we? <laughs> where, where are we with the whole AJ McCarron, Felipe Franks thing? Yeah, this is it's AJ's job. Um, obviously, Felipe comes in and he's a talented kid. Obviously, everybody knows him from Florida. Then went to Arkansas. Really big kid, strong arm, can throw it all over the field. I still think he's a little raw. And uh, the thing I tell people is, if you think about it, if number two goes down and Matt Ryan goes down, how comfortable are you with Felipe Franks coming in here and being the guy? And I think you, a lot of people say, oh, I'm not really sure about that. But you got a guy, AJ, who's played, who's been around. You know, this is his seventh year in the league, and he has that veteran kind of presence about him, that leadership that he's played in some games. So uh, AJ will probably be the guy, and he'll be the first guy you see come in, you know, if Matt does play, but he'll be the first guy off the bench you see play. DJ Shockley with us on 3HL talking about the Atlanta Falcons. Um, Matt Ryan, man, how many more years do you think he has in him? Dude, I don't know, man. You know what they want? Every time I talk to him, He's a good friend of mine. Obviously, we played together. Um, I still got a relationship with him. I talk to him all the time, and he he says he feels good. He feels as if you know he has maybe another five years in. Oh my goodness! Think. And it's <laughs> unbelievable. I mean, you look around the league now, and Brady is making it bad for dudes. I mean, Rodgers. How long you think he can play? He can play another three, four, five years. If he wants to. Like, yeah. dudes are playing well into you know their forties. And Matt was a guy who said it. Maybe five, six years ago, he would love to play into his 40s. So, Matt's 36 right now. I think he still wants to play. And if you look at his stat line, I mean, the last he's had, the last 10 straight seasons, he's thrown for over 4,000 yards. Uh, he's thrown at least 20 touchdowns every year except for his rookie year. That's 12 out of 13 years. Uh, the only thing that worries you is he's been hit a lot. I mean, he's been hit yeah. over, he's been sacked over 130 times in the last three years. Ooh, so, baby. that's the only thing you worry about. Uh, with Matt Ryan, but he, he feels physically he is good enough to play into his 40s, and, you know, if willing, he's going to continue to play. Hey, Shock, what do you think about uh, Arthur Smith? Now that you've kind of had some time, you've been around the organization, what's what's your take? Hey, Don, that's my girl right there, Don. Hi. Nice to hear from you, Don. <laughs> you know what, man, I, I love Arthur Smith, man. I, I've had a chance to be around him now. Uh, a little bit. I've done a couple things with him, uh, just out in the community, or you know, doing some culture stuff with him and breaking down stuff. And I, I like the demeanor that he has. You can tell he is a all, all about my business type of guy. He's a guy that's not going to sugarcoat anything. He's honest. He's straightforward. And the one thing that I, I learned day one at camp, he says, "There's not going to be no fluff with this team." For years, the Falcons have had you know coaches who have had slogans. They've had you know things that. Uh, pretty cool sayings that uh, I think everybody has kind of, you know, put their team on their back and say, hey, this is what we're about. Arthur Smith is none of that. He's a guy that, that looks for accountability. He wants you to do your job. He wants guys to be disciplined. And you can see that from Jump Street. He's running that team that way. And he's going to have those guys in line. I mean, he, the one thing that I saw uh, from day one was if a guy jumps off sides, a guy falls starts, guys are taking laps around the field. That's something that I never thought I would see you see, you know, guys making $20 million taking a lap around the field like he's, you know, <laughs> a, a younger kid. But he definitely has a demeanor that you like. And I think he's totally different from what Dan Quinn was when he was here. Yeah. And I think the voice that he brings here is going to be a little bit different. And guys are buying in already. So I, I love the straightforward shooting attitude that he comes in with. DJ Shockley with us at DJ Shockley 3 on Twitter. Man, I got to ask you, I, I made the comment on our show before the draft. 
I would have traded the entire Titans draft for Kyle Pitts. I think he's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> Don came at me with that take. Um, I thought it was ridiculous. I, you know what's ridiculous? Some of these catches I've seen him making in training camp. Like, what, what have you seen bro, from Kyle Pitts? Bro, the dude does not disappoint. When you watch the dude in person, like, he's, he's bigger than you think. He's more athletic than you think. His wingspan is longer than you think. Oh. I mean, and they have done, I think, in, you know, the first week and a half, two weeks of camp, I've seen him on corners, beat them. I've seen him on linebackers, I've seen him beat them. I've seen him on safeties, he's beat them. Like, there's a time in the red zone, they, Matt throws it up, and he deflects. He has a corner, literally. I mean, great coverage on him. He has a corner on his back, deflects it up, has a concentration up to, to be able to control his body as he's going to the ground and comes down with it. This dude is everything that I think everybody expected him to be. And I wouldn't be surprised if the dude has 70-plus catches this year because of the way they're going to use him. And you guys know it just like I do. You know, Arthur Smith loves the tight ends. He's going to be in that 11-12 personnel a lot. But Kyle Pitts fits exactly what he wants to do. And I think there was no doubt about it. Uh, He needed a staple at that position. And Kyle Pitts is going to be that dude for a very long time. DJ, let me ask you this. Outside of Calvin Ridley, who we know what he's going to do is stepping into the shoes that Julio left, and before Julio even left, he was emerging. So outside of him, who else do you see um, as a receiver ready to take that next step? That's a good question, man, because I think that's the the number one question is, okay, if you, you have somebody who uh, who doubles Calvin Ridley, then obviously you got Hurst who can you know be a guy at the tight end slide as well. We just talked about. Uh, obviously what Kyle Pitts can do, but they love what Russell Gage has been. Russell Gage is a guy last year who had 70-plus catches, 72 catches to be exact, last season when Julio went down or he was the guy in the slot that was winning on the inside when anybody's worried about Ridley or Julio. Russell Gage was that guy, the next guy in line to step up as that number two, and he'll be solidified in that spot this year. Uh, also got a guy who you guys know pretty well, I'm sure, and Tajay Sharp. He's come over. He's had a really good camp. Uh, the Falcons had a, a scrimmage the other day in, in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium, and uh, he really was impressive. Had five or six catches in the game, had a touchdown, uh, looked really good. So they got a couple guys who are trying to fill that role. Uh, a guy named Alamade Zacchaeus, a fast receiver uh, from Virginia who's you know been in the program, been in the organization a couple years now, and expecting him to take that next jump. So there are a couple guys in line expecting to be some key contributors, but I think the next guy in line behind Kevin really will absolutely be Russell Gage. Hey, real quick, Shock, just to throw this out there, there were a lot of uh, good-looking camps from Tajay Sharp here, too. Just saying. <laughs> hey, he's a great dude, are you though. Telling me not, are you guys telling me not to get excited about what he's doing in camp? Maybe. He's a great. <laughs> he's not going to transfer over on Sunday? He's awesome, though. Don't he's a great that. dude, Shock. No, no, nah, nah, don't do that. Don't do that. We, 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 we already got great dudes. We need players. There's <laughs> <laughs> some dogs on that field. All right, That's what I, we need. Hey, Shock, thanks for the time, man. Always good checking in. All right, folks. Appreciate y'all. See you, Don. All right. Miss you, friend. Congrats on your new gig. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Holla. <laughs> Shock. New gig is sports director at Fox 5 Atlanta. Um, Doing great things. Yeah, he left ESPN. I worked three years with Shock, and he gone. He gone. Uh, Tom Furman coming up at 520. Two chances for you to win stuff, and we've got two questions from the show for you. Uh, We'll do one of them in the next segment. So uh, come back. We'll be right back. 3HL 104.5 The Zone.